This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 59, How to Make a Habit Stick. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Welcome to today's show. I'm going to be talking to you about how to make habits stick. Now, we are nearing the end of January, and I just read somewhere, I think on Instagram, that it was saying that people, most people have quit their New Year's resolutions by January 12th. So we are sitting at the end of January, and if you had some big expectations for January in this new year, maybe you're feeling a little bit off kilter or feel like you've lost your groove a little bit, or maybe you didn't set any because you were afraid of not following through on some new changes. So this episode, I wanna talk to you about how to make that habit stick, and specifically for those of you with chronic illness or who experience chronic fatigue, I wanna talk to you about how to emotionally care for your body, especially when you've treated her the actual physical body part of yourself, as a stranger for most of your life. This can become a habit. In fact, it can become a go-to habit that helps you to be able to feel better in your body and to be able to do some more of those amazing habits and create those amazing um, experiences that you want in your life, no matter what they are. If it's going on hikes with your family or going on a trip and being able to really um, experience all of the physical exertions of that, these things can help you if you start to take care of your emotional well-being. Okay, so the first part that I want to talk about that helps habits stick the very most is having four key ingredients. And these four ingredients, uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see I have a little four thing behind me. It's not this, but we're going to talk about this in a minute. Um, I'm stealing a little bit from Atomic Habits and then also part of the self-coaching model. But before we get into the actual what a habit looks like and how to create it and how to help it stick, I want you to be thinking about these four pieces that are vital. The first thing is that you need to make it really simple. The second is to make something really easy. The third is to make it satisfying. And the fourth is to make it fun. See, don't habits already sound so much more um, doable if you incorporate those pieces? Now, the thing that a lot of my clients sometimes struggle with is, well, how do I make this new thing that I wanna do fun? Well, part of it is, why do you even wanna do it in the first place? Because if you have a desire and it's something you actually do want to accomplish and do, there's always a way to make it fun because feeling joy, amusement, whatever fun looks like for you emotionally is possible because you can create it by what what story you are choosing to tell about what you want to create. Okay, so about a little bit about each one of those. The first one, especially about taking care of your body, Um, emotionally is to keep it simple. So I might start off if I was trying to really take good care of my body, 
to think about simply what does my body need? What does it crave? What does she desire? And just get a little bit curious about those things. Some of the areas that I help my clients in is in areas of nourishment, movement, emotional well-being, huge component of what I do, um, physical connection. There's lots of different pieces. And when you break it down to these simple things, it might be like nebulous, thinking about, oh yeah, I want to take care of my body. You want to get really specific and make those things super simple. So say I want to prioritize my emotional well-being. Okay, well, what does that look like? For my clients a lot, that looks like learning how to deal with their emotions, deal, deal with their emotional state and learn to allow and process emotions physically in their bodies. It's a really key component to getting what you want in life. Okay, so if we make it simple, then you can go on to the second piece, which is to make it easy. Now, the way that I think about making things easy is to make it visual. So say I was wanting to eat better, eat healthier, One of the easy ways to make that a reality for me is the way that I put food in in my kitchen, in the fridge, in um, the pantries. I make it really easy to visually see what I have, to see what's going to go bad, what's not, and to make it available to me. So for instance, um, on Sundays, we typically will wash a lot of our produce and put it in some Freshworks Rubbermaid bins and put them in the fridge. That way, when I go to make lunches for the kids in, um, or my husband goes to make lunches for the kids, we've got easy, fresh produce to pull from, and I do too. Um, one of the things that I've done is I actually have a salad swap that I do with a couple of friends right now. And so it's really easy for me to make three mason jar salads on a Sunday night And then on Wednesday and Friday, lunch gets brought to me. That's pretty easy. Um, Also, if you are trying to emotionally take care of yourself and maybe there's some new belief pattern that you want to embody, something new that you want to call into your life, this is my favorite tool. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. Post-it notes. Like I said, I'm a super visual person. I constantly have post-it notes around me where I um, frequent that are reminding me of what thoughts I'm intentionally trying to um, become as part of me, become a second nature. Uh, I had I went to a class one time where a life coach was talking about believing new things and how to believe a new thought because a lot of my clients will say, oh, it's just so hard. I've just thought this way for so long. How do you believe something new when you've been believing this all along? And like, I've been believing that my body is terrible and I don't like her. How can I get to, I love my body and I think she's amazing. That's really hard to make that switch. But you can see where somebody would want to make the switch to believe that they absolutely love and accept their body exactly where she is. You can see where we would want to believe that. And this life coach talked about how you can visualize a river. I just love water analogies. I'm a water girl. You can envision a river going downstream and it just keeps going the path that it's always gone. That's what our thoughts do in our brains. Our brains make neural connections and then the more we think that, the stronger the connection gets. Okay, same for the river. It's going down this one direction, 
But if we want to divert it from I hate my body and I can't stand how I look to I love her, it is going to have a little bit of resistance at the beginning. So what you're going to do is get your little shovel and start to dig a new path for that stream to get diverted to. So some of the water might start to get diverted the other direction, just a little bit at a time until you dig the trench deep enough for all of the water to get diverted that direction. And it helps to make those neural connections stronger. And like I said, for me, I keep a lot of sticky notes around or I write in my planner, which I love doing this. I love going to classes and learning new things, putting them in my planner where I can see it every single day and really embody that. I also have a gratitude journal that talks about what did I learn today? And I'll write those things in to really cement it in. I think I started off like with my very first post-it notes. Um, it was actually when I was creating this life coaching business. They're still on my mirror today. And um, I look at those every day. I knew I would look at that mirror and I could get into that um, energy of what I wanted to create. So I made it really easy for me. It's so easy to look at something visual. What is easy for you? So create really um, systems that are really simple, that speak to you, that make it easier to do the thing than to not do the thing. Okay. Third part is make it satisfying. There is nothing more amazing that is going to create a habit that will stick than if it feels satisfying to do it. And one of the ways that you can do this um, in in the context of taking care of your emotional well-being is to really savor the feeling, the sensation, the emotion of taking care of yourself whenever you do that action. So if you make yourself um, a nourishing meal, really sinking into the feeling of satisfaction after you've eaten the meal or before you've eaten the meal, really satisfied with yourself for creating that for you, satisfied with what you have eaten because it makes it really, really enticing to want to do that again. And if you're thinking about um, this emotional well-being, um, you can think about if you were to... Um, learn how to process an emotion or if you've had a difficult emotional sensation in your body and you're learning how to navigate that, make it satisfying by really leaning into how it feels after you have processed that emotion, how satisfying it feels to take really good care of your emotional well-being. Okay, fourth part is fun. Make this fun. Brains hate boring things. We do something boring and the brain forgets about it and doesn't want to do it again. But if you make it fun and engaging, it's really lighting up that part of your brain that wants to continue to do that thing. Being, um, creating, having fun creates desire and craving for that habit that you are trying to build. So maybe you don't love the habit of, um, folding your laundry to, to clothe your body, to take care of yourself. Maybe that's not your favorite and you can delegate it or ask somebody else to do it if you want to, or you could find a way to make it really fun. And for me, a lot of times it's like, how can I add something to this to make it fun? I could add music. I could listen to a podcast. 
I could call somebody and talk to them while I'm doing something that doesn't seem that fun, but I want to um, really create this habit. Um, I think about this with exercise. A lot of the reason people like exercise so much is because you physically move your body and it helps you to move the sensations through your body. And if you're listening to music while you're doing it, it can be such a beautiful self-care practice. We know all of the benefits of exercising, but I think being able to key into how you're feeling emotionally and express it through body movement is part of the things that makes exercise so rewarding and so um, beneficial for your body. Okay, so let's look at what I have on the board back here. If you're on the po- uh, if you're on the YouTube channel, this is like I said, taken from uh, Atomic Habits, a, an incredible book, and. The way that, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget his name. Who wrote Atomic Habits? You guys know it. I know you know it. My brain. It's. I think it's in a book behind me right now. But I'm just going to say that book. Anyway, so the way that it teaches in the book Atomic Habits is that when you have a habit, good or bad, what it has is four components. And these components are the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. And looking at this from the perspective of the self-coaching model, you could look at the cue as being the circumstance. It is the fact that starts the habit loop. And then the next piece is the craving. The craving, you have this cue, could be like, oh, I see a cookie. And then you have the craving, which comes from your thoughts and your feelings. You might be thinking, oh, I want that. And that feeling that causes an urge from thinking, I want that. Or you could be thinking, I can't eat cookies. It's going to make me so fat. And then you're feeling resistance. And then you've got the response. The response is the action that you take in response to the thoughts and feelings or the craving that you're experiencing. So if you see the cookie and you're thinking, I want that, and you just listen to the urge, the response is probably going to be, you're going to eat the cookie, which by the way, is neutral. It's not good or bad to eat a cookie. And, or if you're thinking, oh, I can't eat this. Like, it's so bad for me. It's going to make me fat and you're feeling resistance. Your response is maybe you eat the cookie, maybe you don't. But you're putting extra tension in your body. The action is that your body is tensing up. Okay, so then the next one is the reward. So you'll feel... This after you have the response, like you get the cookie, you take the action. The reward is like if you eat it, the dopamine hit is the result. It's like so I eat the cookie because I thought I wanted the cookie. So then I felt the urge. I ate the cookie and now I have the dopamine hit of the extra sugar and all of that. Again, totally neutral. Or you might have the the reward from not eating the cookie. Well, if, if you had the thought like I can't eat this because it's going to make me fat. And then you're feeling resistance, maybe some judgment for yourself. And then your response is to like tense up in your body. The reward is that you have avoided it, but you don't feel really good in your body having avoided it that way. It's kind of that white knuckling. That's your result. So you can use all of this habits. Like it's happening every single day. We operate more out of habit than we do out of deliberate action. So you can use this in order to 
benefit you and to help you. So again, if you want to improve your emotional well-being, you could look at the cue or the circumstance. Um, The cue could be feeling a sensation in your body, an emotional sensation. And the craving could be your thought or your feeling if you are trying to manipulate and to, well, not manipulate in a bad way, but um, influence, I think is maybe a better term, influence a new habit when you feel that sensation in your body. Because before you might've been thinking, I got to get rid of this. This feels terrible. And then you have like this part where you just kind of suppress part of you and you push your emotions aside and then they kind of come out when you're like screaming at people later. It's like it doesn't quite work how you want it to. If you're inviting in a different way to relate to your emotions, you might have this craving or this thought feeling of, hmm, it's safe to experience this in my body and then have a feeling of peace. And the response, instead of being in resistance to the emotion that's happening, the response could be allowing and accepting and relaxing into that rest and digest space in your body and allowing the sensation to move through your body like it was created to. Because what happens is your thought, your brain is thinking these thoughts that are releasing neurotransmitters throughout wherever they go in your body. There's all sorts of different flavors of neurotransmitters. Like I cannot wait for the day when they're like, okay, we're going to do a test and like this one's happy and like these are all the chemicals that get released for happy and we figured out every single one of them. But we don't know that yet. And each person is so individual. So instead of resisting against that emotional sensation in your body, you can start to relax into it. And when you relax, instead of resisting and tightening up, when you relax, it just allows that sensation like a friend to just be there in your body, to be like a house guest that comes. This doesn't stay forever because your thoughts create your feeling. So you're going to be thinking new thoughts all the time. And it can just pass through and then you can get back to your peaceful space. So that's your reward. Your result is that you are strengthening your emotional resilience by being willing to let your body be a safe place to experience this. All right, if you have any questions about how to make um, taking care, taking emotional care of your body a part of your self-care practice, I would love to help you with that. And also want to invite you to a journaling class that's going to be happening on Monday. Um, and I will let you know more about that. I'll leave the um, I'll leave things in the description of the video below and in the podcast links. All right, have an incredible day and I'll chat with you next week. Bye everyone. Are you feeling low energy these days? It might be time for you to hop onto the Monday morning creating energy class. It's at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time on Zoom. Click in the show notes and you can get your very own personalized link to the Zoom class and meet us there for a definite shift in your energy and what you're bringing to this next upcoming week. See you at class. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.